Welcome to the Blow Up the Blueprint podcast, where it's all about how to use creative thinking in your business for a standout brand with your host, Joe Gifford. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of the Blow Up the Blueprint podcast. It's Joe Gifford here, and today I'm really excited to bring to you a lovely guest by the name of Marie Claire Ashcroft, who calls herself a professional rebel. She also runs workshops as a happiness ninja, a club called the Unicorn Club, and she is a moment capturing goddess. Now, this is someone who is really blowing up the blueprint in her life and her business. So to find out exactly what she does with googly eyes stickers, how she brings out out the best in people and how she overcomes some serious issues in her own life to help others and to have impact, stay tuned. So hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Blow Up the Blueprint podcast. I am so excited to have a gorgeous friend of mine on the show today, Marie Claire. Hi, Marie Claire. Hello. Now, you are a professional rebel, a moment-capturing goddess of awesome. You get up to all sorts of stuff in the world that is rebellious, and you're blowing up the blueprint in many ways in your life and business. So I know that everyone's going to be so excited to hear from you today. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's kick off with what you're currently up to and what you do in the world. What I do, I am a moment-capturing goddess. (laughs) which uh, to most people is a photographer (laughs) but with a little bit of a twist I'm also a happiness ninja which means I'm sort of on a mission to help people realize just how awesome they are and to feel happy and find they're happy and to basically grab life by the balls. I love that right so let's delve into your first one let's delve into you being a moment capturing goddess. Now as you say, most people will call that photographer, but I love that you don't. So why do you see yourself as a moment capturer rather than plain old photographer? And talk me through that. Okay. I noticed with seeing a lot of other photographers, it's sort of a very fly on the wall approach, like reportage and just sort of being on the edge. Yeah. And I think part of what I do is I really sort of help people raise their vibe um, and feel really confident in front of the camera. Like, for example, if I'm at a wedding and nobody wants to start dancing, I normally grab a toddler or a grandma (laughs) and start the party. And it's the same at anything. I sort of I bring out the best or the naughty or the something in people, which means they end up having a really good time. They feel a bit fun, a bit naughty and just get to be themselves, really. You know, a lot. People hate having the picture taken, so. <laughs> I love that in a way, the picture isn't, you know, that's the vehicle, isn't it? You know, the yeah. picture captures what you So you're creating that fun and you're raising those vibes with people. And I guess they probably don't realise that until they've gone through that experience with you. No, when I first started, it was kind of like a hard thing to market because I was like, I'm different. And it's like, mm. oh, how, what? Mm. And it's not until you sort of work with me and then you're like, that was ace, I want to do it again. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and, and it is more the kind of conscious entrepreneurs and the creative companies, I guess, that are fully understanding of what you're up to and how you change. And what kind of, you know, so give us some examples of how you do raise someone's vibe at an event that you're being a moment capturing goddess so an example of how I raise a vibe yeah so you know if you're for example you know I know that you did Denise DT's event back in London last year and you got a big crowd of peeps so how would you help to get people not shy of the camera to feel their best to feel confident all that sort of stuff I think it's just a 
case of really being yourself. I mean, I'm quite a chatty, smiley. I've got a huge smile. It's quite contagious. And so I find just by being myself, being friendly, uh, I'm sort of got superhero people skills in that. I'm very empathic. So I can tell instantly when someone's uncertain or unsure or anything like that. So I can tailor my approach really well, which is so handy. You know, it's something I didn't realize I do so naturally. And so if somebody's confident, it's like, awesome, let's just bring this out. And, you know, when two crazy people get together, it's like, yes, let's create awesomeness. But if somebody is a little bit nervous or something, I can just sort of like tone my energy down and sort of bring them into that a little bit more and sort of raise them up to a higher level so they feel like they're enjoying themselves. That is so lovely. And, and having that picture of you in that power, you know, of the person that you've helped to feel really confident, they have that picture, that image as well, don't they, of them at their most confident self? Yeah. Um, somebody who I've not had a chance to work with because they're over in New Zealand, but maybe we'll get there one day. But she just described what I do in like an Instagram post. She said that I just capture people's epic and awesome and turn it into 2D so they've got to got it, keep it forever. <laughs> Oh, what a lovely way to describe it. And that is, you know, having seen your work and knowing you, that is what you do. And the power behind that is just phenomenal. And I know through my work, I, you know, I sort of teach people how to tap into their alter ego and how to really turn up, you know, parts of their brilliance. And when you have a visual record of that, it's like an anchor, isn't it? You can always come back to that picture and go, do you know what? I'm awesome. I remember how it, it felt on that day when I felt excited and confident and powerful. And you give them that experience and that memento of it. Yeah, totally. As well as that sort of anchor for them, being able to sort of capture their essence in, in a photograph, which then they use for their business or their, um, you know, they're an event. You know, it gives people a bit of FOMO if it's to do with an event. They're like, wow, that was amazing. How mm. know? Or there's millions of online um, business people and sort of having that, just being able to show that essence of who you are. It speaks more than words. Sorry really to copywriters out there. <laughs> <laughs> it really does, you know, a visual impact is just huge, isn't it? And I know personally as someone who deals with chronic health issues, and like I know that you have a similar experience that we're going to talk about in a bit, to have an image out there that represents you at your best all the time, even when you might be nesting on a sofa and hiding away from the world, is really, really powerful. And people are essentially hiring you to help make them look awesome, to help them feel awesome and to perpetuate the world with that vibe, even when they're not feeling like that. Yeah, it's such a good feeling when, like you, I might be having a onesie day and I'm mm. brush my hair for three days. <laughs> and you can go, oh, actually, well, because I'm working from my bed on my laptop, let me just like turn this cool photograph of me into a meme with something wise I once said and just put it out there you know you're still looking awesome saying wise things even when you're in bed with unwashed hair and your onesie I love it (laughs) and so let's delve into that a little bit so you know you've really created and and you are really carving out for yourself a life and a career that really works to your strengths aren't you so talk me through how you've got to where you are and what's happening with your career Okay, well, um, for me, I didn't realise I was on continual loop for most of my life until 2014 when everything all went a bit wrong. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of us have those those moments, don't we? Mine was 2005 where it's like, yeah, everything just went a bit wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so life went all a bit wrong in 2014. (laughs) 
Some people might say it was a breakdown. Mm. Other people might say it was kind of a dark night of the soul, spiritual enlightenment moment where all your cat's just thrown up in front of you. <laughs> um, I kind of sit somewhere in the middle of those two points. It's <laughs> just all your cat in your accent is just such a brilliant... Yeah, basically, I realised that, well, basically, my grandma died, which I think oh. it for me, because she was a huge sort of inspiration to me through her struggles. She passed away, and I ran away to New York for a couple of weeks with my other half. It wasn't until I was coming home that I just, I had a breakdown in New York airport. I was like, I don't want to come home. Oh. It's just wrong. Yeah. So I'd created a photography business and I was doing everything that I should have done. My first business was called Fluke Photography. And it made me realise by taking that time out that I was doing everything I thought I should do and that I didn't trust myself. And it was taking me along a direction that was sort of taking me further and further away from who I was and what was important to me. And so of over three years of sort of like a bit of a feast and famine sort mm. of and troughs like what's going on I'm doing really well and then I have a crash and then I do really well and I have a crash and I realized that it was sort of all to do with low self-esteem and that I didn't trust myself and I didn't particularly like myself somewhere along the way I picked up that I was a bit wrong or not like everyone else and that I really was sort of a bit ashamed of that so I in jobs in the past I'm doing hand gestures here you can't even <laughs> all right I love it yeah I just was on this continuous pattern of do what I think everyone else wants me to do and not listening to myself that was the start of me sort of realising it, it took three years of ups and downs and all sorts of stuff and but I realised last summer that I've got complex post-traumatic stress disorder which means that yeah anytime I try and grow my business because in 2014 despite it not being quite right I was going on some epic adventures that year I managed to shoot a wedding in Greece I mm. was able to just hop off to New York like that um, mm. I went amazing clients I went to Thailand later in the year it was sort of like you know the checkbox of like yes I've made it <laughs> so it was perfect on paper is what I'm hearing this this yeah. was the perfect checkbox thing you've done all the things that you in you know awful air quotes should and you had this life that was enabling you to, to sort of travel but you had that feeling which really came to the head as you were flying back home and can you describe like little warnings that you weren't on the right path for anyone out there that's kind of aware or starting to feel that niggle that they're not right how did it feel for you well, my whole life, you know, even before setting up a business, like even when I was working in a nine-to-five, you know, I call it my grown-up job, just this feeling of something missing. There was substance missing in everything that I did. It was like life had the volume turned down, like I, I missed on this sort of sense of enjoyment or achievement. And it just, you know, by things growing and then uh, coming back again and then growing and then receding, it was sort of a sign that, I had this potential, but I really had to sort of come back to me to be in alignment because in terms of photography, I'm not just a photographer. I'm not, mm. I shouldn't market myself the same way. Mm. I shouldn't approach it the same way. So, you know, why am I doing this? So it took a whole sort of three years of really coming back to who I was and feeling feelings that maybe I hadn't felt or allowed myself to feel. And I think just that niggling of something isn't right, that's your intuition. And we're oh, all, yeah. We all yeah. Know. 
Yeah, loads of us don't listen to it. And it's just that constant feeling in the background, the sort of low level of despair or... It's hard to sort of describe sometimes, isn't it? Because I remember, you know, my dark night of the soul and my year that everything went wrong was really similar. You know, on a paper, I ticked all the boxes. I had an amazing flat in East London. I had the boyfriends. I had the lifestyle. I had all the clothes I wanted to buy. I had money. I could go out for time. I'd finally got to that place. And I knew, like, there was like a little sort of knocking going on in my heart that was like, "Uh uh-huh, this isn't it. And I'm like, no, I know, but can we just shush for a bit? Because it's quite nice having, you know, having all this stuff. But I knew that my soul was like, there's more for you. You need to do more than this. But the golden handcuffs are really hard to leave, aren't they? To leave knowing that you've got money coming in, that you've ticked and made it on paper. And how did that leap to create your own life and business your way feel for you? Oh, it scared the absolute crap out of me. (laughs) It was something that was on my to-do list for ages and, you know, in my dreams, but it wasn't until my other half just went, are you going to do this or what? Almost give me a Oh, (laughs) he kicked you up the bum. I was like, that's it. But it's just, I'd also note that, um, because a lot of us live in our heads, it's the feeling of heaviness that sort of comes over you, you know, like when you're heading to work or you're heading to somewhere if you notice just feeling a little bit more sluggish, like it feels like gravity's gone a bit harder today and you're like, why does everything feel heavy? That's such a sign to just have a listen to your body. And, and you know, you were so open with us, which is amazingly generous. You know, you were saying about feeling, you know, this complex PTSD syndrome, which, you know, we're friends and we've worked together as well. So you know yeah. that I also experienced that alongside my chronic illnesses. And I think that having that is like, for us, it's like a super early warning sign. So if Mm. I ever end up, you know, if I start pushing myself too hard, I'll go super wobbly really quickly, like faster than a normal person. And I imagine that's the same for you. Do you get like massive warning signs really quickly? I do totally, but it's taken, like I said, it's taken me three years to sort of be able to translate them. So this is why I, I now talk openly about what I do and sort of as an addition to the photography, I work as a happiness ninja because it's really wanting to show people sort of the way that, you know, your body is telling you, your intuition is telling you where your happiness and what you're meant to do with your life. Tell me about a day as a happiness ninja, Mary Claire. <laughs> I get to use, I get to just be a a bit silly, you know, just continuing the point that we were just making. I've got two anchors on my desk Mm. to steer me. Like if I get a little bit heavy and I need to up it up, I've got my toy from the 1980s, She-Ra, on my desk. (laughs) And so she's great for picking me up and going, yes, all the energy you need. But if I swing the other way and I get too excited, which normally happens after I speak to you because we're normally like, (laughs) oh! Then I've got Howard from the Mighty Boosh telling me to simmer down. Simmer down with the ambient. I love that you have those two icons. That you know, the fact you have those on your desk always makes me chuckle. But it's it's something I I really understand and really resonate with because it is really easy, isn't it, to get you know go the other way from that heavy feeling and to get all excited and but then far too kind of excited and then you take on all the things, all the shiny object syndrome, and then you know we find ourselves in a crash. And whether 
people out there listening are people that have any form of illness or they're just in a boom and bust cycle from like working really hard and then experiencing the after effects of that physically and mentally you know finding some sort of visual aid and anchor to either give you the strength to kind of amp yourself up like She-Ra does for Mary Claire (laughs) or the Howard Moon to kind of you know get yourself simmering back down again is such an amazing idea so what kind of things do you get up to as a happiness ninja lots of silliness Mm. Lots of playing. Um, I do, and lots of creativity as well. I get to use things like your inner child and the creativity that we all sort of push down and don't believe we've got to sort of help people feel better about themselves. So, I mean, I normally will get up and stay in my new cow onesie to start my day. And I have had like meetings with people, not in person, normally by. <laughs> I think that's the next stage though. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I might need to sew the uh, massive hole in my crotch before. Oh, no. But it will hang out. (laughs) Yeah, it just is sort of finding ways to sort of help people think more positively, realise they're awesome. Um, Because a lot of us, I think we don't like to talk about low self-esteem and stuff like that. But I ran a workshop a few weeks ago. And at first, everyone was quite vulnerable sharing, you know, things that made them feel like not very confident. But once they sort of got past that vulnerability they realized that everybody thinks those things says those things to themselves tells themselves the same stories and it's just really nice to just sort of be able to do that in a not serious way without making it too sort of I don't know you know sometimes like workshops and trainings they can really take the fun out of oh gosh absolutely so you're like right okay you know let's have a a workshop where we're playing, we've got creativity, we're talking about the stuff. And one of your tools that I love is the fuck it bucket, right? <laughs> Tell us about the fuck it bucket. Well, one of the events I run is called Unicorn Club and it's to help people embrace their inner child. And before they're allowed to come in, it's basically it's a grown-ups kids party. So we've got giant space hoppers, silly moldable balloons, face paints, colouring in, uh, plasticine, all that sort of stuff. But before they're allowed to come in and play, they've got to leave their grown-up problems at the door. So we have a fuck it bucket. And they write down whatever is on their mind, what's stressing them out, and they write it down in colourful Sharpie, screw it up, and throw it in the bucket bucket. So it ends up being really cathartic, and yeah, it's, you know, some people spend about half an hour there before they come in. I was going to ask about that process, yeah. So what do you, you know, do you see like a vision, you know, do you see energy changing in people as they're throwing their notes into that bucket? What happens yeah, at that moment? People sort of smile or... It's just tiny, like, little micro gestures that they're like, ah, yes. (laughs) And they go and play. And having that permission to play, like, you're giving them permission to play. Hmm. Well, totally, because I think, you know, we think that kids are the only ones that are meant to play, but there's so much research now, and I'm sure you'll know yourself, that creativity and play is just something that is needed these days, Um, and it's needed all the time, but I think because we think, oh, well, we're grown-ups and we've got all these things to do now, that we don't make time for it, but it's just such a, it keeps you sane in an insane way. (laughs) Oh, massively, and, you know, because, you know, this is where the work we both do really crosses over because I'm a huge proponent of creative thinking for your business life, but for your life, it's, I will happily share that, you know, the first three months of 2018 have been <sighs> worthy of the fuck it bucket in many ways, but actually they've been a huge learning curve and they've required for me to go back into myself and go, hang on a minute, let's just have a look here. And I've been making a real concerted effort to press play every day and whether it is just wearing my onesie with silver heels and singing karaoke at home or... <laughs> 
which, which, you know, which you know, my kids love that one, or whether I've got my paints out or I'm going to explore somewhere new. And even if you're feeling, I know one day I was really struggling with my ME chronic fatigue and it was just pretty, really sluggish and really low. And I didn't feel like I just had enough light in me to be able to press play. It's like, well, just put some uplifting music on just a little bit, just for a little while. Even if your foot taps, just a little bit, like that will give you enough of an opening to be able to feel just a bit better. And I don't think we need to go for necessarily feeling awesome all the time, but, you know, giving yourself permission to step away from all the adults saying just for that bit and just for that moment, just turn the tunes up and have a little Madonna moment wherever you are. <laughs> I think it's so, so important. But, you know, people don't build it into their lives, do they? No, and, and it's so important for your sanity and for your creative thinking. Um, like, you'll know this yourself. You know, a lot of people go, well, well, things aren't going right, so I need to push a bit further and push, 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 push to burnout. Whereas the exact opposite, where if you take the time out and do something a bit silly or different, then all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, the solution comes to you. And, it, you know, I don't know if everyone who's listening is a woo, but if they're not, the answer does come, whether it's from your imagination or if you are woo, it comes from the universe. Whatever you need, mm. does come. And like, you know, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to do these ridiculous things out in public like I do. One of the sneaky ways I like to do sort of cheer myself up when I'm out and about is I carry a bag of googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love sticking them in places that they shouldn't be. It gives me just a naughty, naughty feeling. And it's like tiny, tiny vandalism. It's just a stick. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Did you not? But, you know, suddenly you can turn things into humans. Oh, that is beautiful. And what a beautiful illustration, though. You know, right, Claire, of like the idea that it's just a little bag of googly eyes. That's all it is. And you can make a little funny face out of a sticker on a lamppost or out of a little package somewhere. And perfect. And it's those micro moves that are just going to make you snigger. And if you can play like that. And one of the things I love about how you design how you work is that you build in kind of like adventure time, don't you? So, you know, yes. you live in Wales, right? Yes. So in North Wales, and then you, well, I'll tell you what, I'll let you tell it because it's your story. <laughs> Well, one of the things that was really, really important for me when I left my corporate job is, I, you know, I noticed the things that I didn't like, which is what everyone does, tends to look at. And I just hated going to the same place every day. So one of my sort of core values is sort of spontaneity and adventure. And so what I try and do is I will either for myself or if I can get a shoot or a workshop somewhere where it's not usual for me, stay on a friend's sofa, get an Airbnb, whatever, and just go by myself. Just keep my plans to a minimum. It's literally, you know, speaking to strangers, going to places that you've never been. And it's so like vibe lifting that suddenly that everything just sort of seems to fall into place because I'm in a good place and my energy's good. And I'm, I just happen to meet great contacts or opportunities come to me or things just land you, on my lap. Yeah, you really harness those for, you know, for, for sort of, you know, manifesting what you're after in the woo sense. If we look at, at the scientific way of it, we say, okay, well, you reached your flow state yeah. and you were able to really focus on, on what you were wanting to produce and the you know, result of that, I think they're both the same. I happen to think that sort of manifesting in the flow state is the same thing. And, you know, I love hearing from your adventures that you've gone out and you, know, you usually land more jobs, you're reach more people <laughs> it's awesome uh, I, I because like when I do it I'm so good at it I call it mazifesting now yes 
planet name is Mars, so I'm that good at it. I call it Mazafesting. And it literally just the stupidest things happen and they all line up. I've got tons of stories. I could keep you here all day. I love it. <laughs> I know that we you know, we both recently have been having that realisation because when I had to do the Howard Moon simmering down again in January, February time, and it caused me to go back into, you know, what am I actually achieving here? What do I want to do? You know, let's just have a little moment to reflect. And, you know, when I got back, away from the shiny object should do's of the industry and of other people and comparisonitis and realize that, hang on a minute, my abundance, my wealth, my success is in the fact that I get to hang out with my kids every morning who are the best fun, you know, take them to school. I'm there for them. I can work wherever the heck I want to. If I'm having a poorly day, I can be on the sofa with the cat, no biggie. I can you know, be there for the kids when they come home. I get to travel whenever we want. And when you see the abundance that's around you already, you're like, oh my God, this is where the magic is. And I know that, you know, quite often, you, you know, you've been having those experiences recently where you're like, look at what we get to do. It's awesome. It, it really is a, I get to, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people have this, oh, I've got to, or I have to, or I should. And if you can just turn that, those words around, just it changes it to, I get to, mm. And it's just like, wow, lucky me, you know, like realizing how lucky you are to be able to do those things. And I think that's a big thing for me. And this is why I work this way as well, because like you, when when my sort of PTSD decides to flare up and go, no, you're not doing that. It means that I am able to tailor my life or tailor my work around my life so I can make the most of my energy. And if I'm not out photographing because that can take me, take my energy, mm. you know, I can sit in my gym jams and not set an alarm clock in the morning and just write about how I feel and, and know that that actually helps someone out there. It's, it's just such a great thing. <laughs> and that's, that's huge. And can you imagine, you know, if you're speaking to your past self in that corporate job, where you'd be like, look, dude, it's going to be okay. You know, you're going to be able to lie in, have meetings in your onesie, go on these adventures whenever you want to. Like, you'd be like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I probably would have said, oh, you're having a laugh. And, it, and it's funny because, you know, you don't have to be cash rich to do stuff like that, you know. You that is the key, isn't it? Yeah, I think a lot of people will say, oh, well, when I've done this or when I've paid my credit card off or when I've paid my, you know, my mortgage or whatever. And it's like, you know, I've made so many of those excuses all my life, putting off trips that I'm, the things that you put off for, for the longest are the things that you most need to do. Oh gosh, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I love that idea of just reflecting to find that happiness within you, to find your best self, to go, look at what I already have, look at what we can do if we colour outside the lines a bit. And if you take away the filter and the blinkers towards X wage or X status symbol or and, and, you know, whether it's the amount of fans that you're, you know, sort of tracking yourself, whatever it is that you think you should be measured by, look at what you already get to do and you know bring that element of play which is just so phenomenal so tell me as well just quickly about your book of I'm awesome please (laughs) the big book of I'm awesome well in sort of realizing that well with the PTSD and also the low self-esteem I was not remembering anything or anything that was registering that was good in my life. It just, it's affected my memory. So I started photography as a um, as a way to remember my life and sort of process the good things. But I also realized further to that is that we 
don't always see the great things that we've done and that we are and we don't see ourselves in other people's eyes so I started it's kind of like a scrapbook where I've covered it in paint I've got to you know I've got loads of decorating paint stickers googly eyes um all sorts the googly eyes is a bad idea because I just keep leaving a trail <laughs> <laughs> I'll go and buy myself some googly eyes now that's made my day <laughs> it's just a way of really celebrating yourself, having a look over your whole life and doing an audit almost of, oh, I did that. And even the the rubbish bits, you know, you realise that you've got through them and you're stronger for it. And it's just a big old reflect on your whole life. And so those days when you actually feel like you can't do it or the voice in your head is telling you you're an idiot, you can actually pick this up and it's hard evidence going, no look, I've done this, I've achieved this, I've done this. You know, all the things that are important to you go into this book and suddenly all those sort of stories and beliefs that you have in your head, they're just opinions and opinions can be wrong. You know, you made a bad judgment of yourself and this is sort of proof that you're not as bad as you think you are. I love this project. It's, it's, it's been such an amazing. Like seriously, like, and the people that have done the workshops with me are just saying how much lighter they feel, and mm. and they did not, you know, they feel like they're part of a little club who are like going, no, screw society, we can think we're okay, <laughs> you know, because the rest of the world tries to tell you you suck. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I, and I suppose you know the act of creating the book is a very mindful, creative process as well. You're there with your pen and your pencil, like you're playing while you create it, aren't you? Yeah, it's self-care it's everything it's it's so many things rolled into one and it's just a great activity I'm really pleased that it came into my head (laughs) oh I think the world is as well because this is going to be huge and we're going to put the link in the show notes of where we can find you and your your, you know unicorn club and the big book of I'm awesome and I suppose you know I was just thinking about you journaling everything with photography and you know I found often that using Instagram stories for me kind of acts like a form of journal because I can kind of capture my day and then it's all saved on the camera roll there's something about I don't always want it to be public you know I might capture the stuff that's awesome but then I might not necessarily share the whole thing and I love the idea of this being really personal and a real like a beautiful journal that you're creating and you know you've got some epic pictures as well haven't you of of journals that people have done yeah and it's just nice to do something for yourself rather than putting things out there because sometimes people feel a bit gloaty if they put it out there Yes. Um, yes. Or some of us live on on that sort of stuff going, oh, how many likes did I get? Whereas yeah. just for you, whilst I take my book to the workshops that I do, I don't actually show them the contents because that's just for me. But it's just, mm. given a, you know, this is just for you and it's, it's your own thing. And it's really something about having this thing that you've made and taking the time to do for yourself, really. I love it. I love, you know, thank you so much for sharing with us how you have been creating a life and a business that is blowing up the blueprint, not only for yourself, but for other people. And tell me how that feels knowing that you're making an impact in the world, having been through your dark night of the soul. Well, it serves as a reminder, like you said, if you go back to your younger self, where you can say, oh, look, all of this is for a reason and you're going to get better and you're going to learn to manage it and your sort of weaknesses or flaws or whatever actually are your superpowers mm-hmm. you know you can be your own she <laughs> you can be your own she I <laughs> love that I love that and you know I was dressed in my Wonder Woman leggings the other day 
you know, lamenting the fact that I couldn't find my tiara. I was a telemarketer before we started recording. But to have anchors that remind you how awesome you are is such a brilliant thing. Marie-Claire, I'm going to need to get you back on the podcast because it's just, there's just so much we could talk about with you. But tell us where to find you on all the social medias, on all the websites, all the things. Well, I would love to come back, um, definitely. But you can find me for now on www.professionalrebel.co.uk. And I am on Facebook and Instagram. I think Instagram is the professional rebel or word, uh, or one word, sorry, can't speak. That's all right. <laughs> I think they're all a little bit different. <laughs> no problem. We'll pop all the links in the yeah. show notes below so you can find Marie Claire and check out all of her workshops and her work, what she's up to. And, it's, you know, things have really blown up for you right now, aren't they? It's amazing to see you're getting requests all over the place. So this woman is in, you know, is in demand and it's no surprise. So thank you so much for joining me on the show. It's been an absolute honour to have you, dude. Thank you, darling. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, everyone. So do leave us feedback if you find us on Instagram or find us on my Facebook page and let us know what you thought of the episode. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.